from NPR and WNYC, coming to you from beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Ophira. How's it going? What's new? We're dog-sitting. Oh. That's exciting. Yeah. So um, basically, one of our neighbors reached out being like, hey, because they have a puppy named Noisette. Come oh, on. very cute. So they said, would anybody in the building take care of our dog for a few days? Yeah. Um, and it was forwarded to me from my husband, even though I also received the email. Does that happen? You <laughs> yeah, both, sure. You both get the email, but still, will you forward it to each it's other? It's a way so of it's... highlighting. It's a way of highlighting the email. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so, you know, with exclamation mark and like, can we, can we? Because somehow I am the grand decision maker in uh, this household. So then yeah. I don't only have Lucas asking me, but my husband also is like, can we have a... <laughs> I promise I'll take care of him. <laughs> exactly. And the first thing I said back was, will you walk the dog? I don't want a dog in here. <laughs> so um, so we, so Noisette has become uh, part of our life for this week. And Noisette is a puppy. Noisette yeah. is, is barely a year old and has puppy energy. Right. And, you know, I will say that it is very cute to watch that thing where you have a little five-year-old boy, which I have, and then a basically a puppy, and the five-year-old boy throws a tennis ball, and uh-huh. the dog cannot believe this is happening, yeah, yeah, and gets to run and get it and bring it back, and they just do that. I mean, it's a very it's a very sweet relationship. It's it's like it's it was we were built to do this. Puppies were built to do that, and and little children were built to do that. It's great. <laughs> Yeah. So we are temporary dog parents, and it's very nice. Yeah, I gotta that's say. fantastic. It's very fun. I like it. Uh, oh, slippery slide, right? Yeah, I know. Before you know it, you'll be a real dog owner. Maybe, maybe. But you know what? We we have some people to take care of, Jonathan, you and I. We yeah. have we have a, a show to take care of. We promised our listeners we're going to take care of them to you know deliver some some games. That's right. We have responsibilities uh, to deliver uh, walkies and treats to our, right. to our many listeners right. with puppy energy. They're like, is it now? Is it now? Is now, it now? now? Yes. Yes, yes listeners. It is. it is now. On today's show, he plays a menacing fried chicken restaurant owner on Better Call Saul and a menacing baby Yoda hunter on The Mandalorian. We have Giancarlo Esposito. Plus rapper Don Will and comedian Bethany Van Delft will play a game called Is It Broccoli? And first, we'll play games with two people we can thank for the Gene Smart Renaissance. So let's do it. It's time to put another relationship on the line for your entertainment. <laughs> Lucia Agnello and Paul W. Downs are actors, writers, directors, and a couple. They collaborated on Broad City and Rough Night, and their new HBO Max show, Hacks, follows a legendary comedian played by Gene Smart. Lucia, Paul, welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank hello, you so hello, much hello. for having us. Um, so, Paul, Lucia, I feel like... Uh, your relationship and in some ways your creative career all boils down to a UCB class and by that I mean upright citizens brigade mm-hmm. that is that the, is that's the case that a is level the, one not even UCB <laughs> proper because so UCB grew a, a lot so it was at champion Studios midtown. in midtown I think it's 39th and 8th good memory 
And so it was like those places where you can rent a studio and some people are rehearsing opera, some people are going through a scene, there's a dance class maybe. Exactly. Exactly that. Somebody's crying in the other room, you don't know if it's acting or not. <laughs> or if it's just or if it's just part of the Irish step. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so and so, what was your interest in taking this class? Was this like, I want to do comedy? Was it something else? I had done comedy and improv comedy in college. Very cool. Very unique. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when I graduated, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm just going to submit myself for parts and audition and do some regular old acting. And then I really missed doing improv. And I was like, but it was kismet that he waited a couple months because that's right. when I was there and we met and... And I remember her walking in because I got there very early, very nervous, very type A. Had to be on a team, was ready to be a marquee show person <laughs> very soon. And Lucia came like 15 minutes late and she's like, hey, <laughs> very chill. She's like, what are we doing? Cool. Um, absolutely no fear. Absolutely full of confidence. And I think, I don't know if it was in that very first class, but one of the very first classes... Paul did something very funny, and I said to the woman teaching the class, write that down. I told the instructor <laughs> to write that down because I thought he was so funny, and I didn't want to forget it, and I didn't have a pen with me, so I asked her to write it down, I guess, for me. Again, confidence <laughs> confidence and taste. Unfortunately, treating treating her like a writer's assistant. But I, um, yeah. I will say at the end of the class, I was like, oh, I signed up for level two, and she said, I'm surprised, so I think we're fine. I think we're, I don't really care. <laughs> Uh, and now, of course, you have a great new series at HBO Max called Hacks, following a legendary comedian played by Gene Smart, brilliantly. Uh, and Gene Smart, right? I mean, I mean, a national treasure, absolute treasure. Genius, legend. <laughs> Throw it in a blender. I don't know the full Lady Gaga quote, but there's some yes, Lady Gaga quote. <laughs> Puke it up. And you know, as much <laughs> as much as Gene has worked prolifically and has been a fan favorite in so many things in the past, as fabulous as she is and as I think appreciated as she is, we always felt she was underappreciated and mm -hmm. are so happy she gets to do this leading role where yes. she shows so much of her range. Uh, I do remember this because she was part of uh, Watchmen, yes. Yes. and I have a friend that was like, "Who's that? Who's that new actress on Watchmen?" Like, she must have just, and I was like, "Oh, did you uh, call the but, cops?" You know, <laughs> yeah, did you have that person arrested? <laughs> yeah. There, they they had to be quiet for a while. That's, <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, okay, we have a couple great games for you. Are yeah. you are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? Yes. Sour <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry about. Don't worry. It's going to be all good. So. This is an audio quiz. We are going to simply play you a clip of a celebrity doing a voiceover in a television ad. Mm. You just have to tell us who it is. Now, I think we might be really good at this, which probably means we will get none correct. But because <laughs> yeah, I, okay, I, okay, okay, okay. You know, I, he I does actually, like it. Is like a fun game for him. Always. I do like doing this when we're watching him being. Yeah. You know, when we're hearing like a pharmaceutical oh, yeah. ad being like Felicity Huffman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lucia, this first one is for you. Mm -hmm. If Lego Batman wants you to eat Reese's peanut butter cups, it's probably a very serious and important thing to do. For those who love peanut butter and those who want to get married to peanut butter. The unmistakable Will Arnett. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Good one. Good. What an incredible Very good. tenor. I think he uh, actually did voice. voiceover for commercials before he was like uh, a, a famous actor. Wow. Oh, is that true? Oh. I think that's true. I, I might be wrong. Let me know. I wish I had that voice. The, the Arnett Hive oh. come after me if I'm wrong, but yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> they will. Uh, it's always, I mean, the the words he had to say in that is, I think that I would call that a false premise, like for those who want to get married to peanut butter. I've, I've no, <laughs> yeah, no, so no, though. <laughs> it's interesting that the they didn't want to draw people in. They didn't want to make it accessible. It was for those yeah. few people who are actually chocolate. wanting to marry a peanut butter. Yeah, it's, it's for chocolate. The way Reese's Peanut chocolate. Butter Cups has justified their existence in commercials has always, I think, put too much emphasis on how much people love peanut butter. The, the, where somebody, they used to have somebody walking down the street eating chocolate, which, fine, I understand. Oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. another person walking down the street eating out of a jar of peanut butter. Well, yeah. but yeah. guess who loves peanut butter? I do love peanut butter. I don't know that I would walk down the street doing it now. Yeah. No, but not hey, certainly. In my 20s, <laughs> potentially, potentially. <laughs> All right, Paul, this is for you. This actor's turn as Puss in Boots clearly prepared him to play the Nasonex B. That glorious season of nasal congestion. Discover Nasonex, Mometasome Furate Monohydrate, <laughs> the only prescription nasal spray approved to relieve nasal congestion due to seasonal allergies. It's Antonio Banderas. That is correct, yeah. Look, I'm not trying to, I I absolutely love the intro clues. I think I would have gotten it without. I think I, okay, not to be, not to be braggadocious, but. I bet you would, I bet you would have. Oh, so you're saying up the challenge? Is that Uh, what you're saying? Let's try, let's try. Let's up the challenge. Okay, all right. Uh, You know what? I'll play you the clip, Lucia, Uh and then if you need the extra, you let me know. Okay. Okay, here's your next one. We've long held on to a simple belief. We're a people company. We just happen to fly planes. <sighs> Rashida Jones? Yes! Yes! Good. Well done! Yeah. Good. <laughs> really good. Thank I don't you. know if I would have gotten that one. Ow! So Were you doing a little rope really dope there? It looked like you didn't know it. I, was, I didn't uh, at first. It was only at the end that I got it. She did get it, though, as you know. She did <laughs> get it. We were all here. <laughs> all right, I guess, uh, Paul, here is one for you. I will not read the setup. Okay. Just go right into the clip. There are no pecan chicken salad sandwich wars out there. Nope. This Arby's made-to-order masterpiece can't be topped. Except very literally by Honey Wheat. Arby's, we have the meat. Oof. It's Ving Rams? No. Oh, Ving Rams! Yes. That is right. Yeah, 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 yeah right. It. Ving Rams had the... Ving Rams. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Here's your next one. Nationwide insurance members who add vanishing deductible get $100 off for every year of safe driving. We put members first because we don't have shareholders. I let Paul take this one. Absolutely, Julia Roberts. Yes, absolutely correct. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. You, you know that. You know that. You were so confident from like. Honestly, I don't. She has a very distinct voice to me. I feel like I. I am not good at this game. I, my oh. wife is the one who's always like, oh, that's whoever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. And it's it's the kind of thing where, like, I can hear the voice and I know that it's somebody, yep. but I can't, I cannot connect it to a face. I think yeah. there's something wrong with my brain. Mm. No, I mean, there might be a thing with, like, you know how people have face blindness? Mm-hmm. That may also be a thing for voice, voice blindness. blindness. I'm, I'm voice blind. That's what it yes. is. Yes. Yeah. I have some face blindness. Yeah. 
That's why I enter a restaurant first, so that if there's anyone we know, I can point them out. That's amazing. My therapist is like, I will diagnose you. I think it's, I think it's true. I don't think, I think you do have face blindness. Because oftentimes I'll go into the wrong therapy room and it, she has to, I have to so she's, like, minutes she's in. like, it's real. It's real. Okay. This is the last clue of the game. It's the biggest thing that ever happened to small. Lease the GLA 250 SUV for just $3.99 a month at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Oh, wow. John Hamm. John Hamm. That's yes. Right. Yeah. A powerful version. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very muscly John He's serving Mercedes energy, and I think that's yeah. at what, you know, he understood the assignment, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's as swinging they a little say. Mercedes swagger back and forth. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play another game with Lucia and Paul after the break, and later from Better Call Saul and The Mandalorian, Giancarlo Esposito will join us, so hide your baby Yodas. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Best Fiends. Legend tells of a game so refreshingly challenging that all who play it are unable to resist its endless amusement. That mythical game is Best Fiends. Solve tons of fun puzzles and collect countless cute characters across thousands of levels in this mobile puzzle adventure game. But be warned, a game this fun is not to be taken lightly. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Marine biologist Mara Hart studies the love lives of lobsters, which includes a lot of foreplay. He'll sort of stroke her with his antenna and his walking legs. Love stories from the ocean. That's on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with two creators of the HBO Max show, Hacks, Lucia on Yellow, and Paul W. Downs. Are you ready for another one? Please, hit me. All right, all right. Okay, so this is a word game. uh, And what we're doing is that we're ruining U.S. capitals by changing the first letter of their names. So your job is to figure out the original city as well as its new name. For example... If we said, have you heard the chickens are laying eggs all over the capital of Colorado? You'd answer, Denver? More like Henver. Gotcha. Uh, and I feel as though right. it's important to be very snarky and sarcastic when you do it. Okay. okay. Got it. Yep. yep That's yep, just yep, how yep, I yep. have it in my head. <laughs> I want to just clarify that I wasn't born in America. So she came to this country without a dollar to her name, without speaking a word of English. So let's all remind. So if I don't know the state capitals, it's it's an it's a. It's an Italian thing, baby. Well, you know what? I totally understand. I actually only became an American citizen in early April. Wow. And, Congratulations. Congrats. Uh, and I knew them all. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Uh-oh. Maybe you needed to know them for the test. I don't know. <laughs> you do not. Okay. Oh. okay. <laughs> you do not. Okay. Let's, let's give it a shot. Um, you know what, Paul? Let's start with you. Paul, in Wisconsin's capital, people tell corny jokes. They wear socks with sandals, unironically, and answer every question with, uh, go ask your mother. Wow. It's a multi-stage puzzle-solving process. This is hard (laughs) on a level. Okay, no, we're here for you. So it's Madison, yes? Yes. I I know it's Madison. And okay, so we got socks, we got cheese, we got (laughs) go ask your mother. Okay. So Madison, more like Daddison. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Lucia, 
Breaking news, voters across Louisiana have elected felines as their state representatives. I hope they like an emotionally withholding government. Meow. Okay. Baton Rouge, more like cat and two. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's... Cat and touche. Cat and touche. I think your listeners are going to be like cat and touche. They're like, oh, she is. English is her second language. <laughs> That's great. Okay, Paul, how about this one? I have a message for the residents of the capital of Connecticut. Take a Pepto, people. It smells like you only eat beans, cheese, and soy meat. Sorry, not sorry, but you're silent and deadly. Hartford. More like Fartford. Yes. Yes. Good job. Pretty good. All right, last one for you, Lucia. The capital of Tennessee used to be known for country music, bachelorette parties, and those weird buses you pedal while getting drunk. But the city's new culture is all about cannabis and potato breakfasts. Uh, oh, Nashville, more like Hashville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. She's yes. got it. Yum, I love hash. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> well, you did wonderfully on that. Both of them, fantastic. And again, congratulations. Hacks is streaming on HBO Max. Lucia on Yellow, Paul W. Downs, thank you so much for joining us. What an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. It was a complete and utter joy. Ciao for now. I can't believe we did well and we stayed together. We stayed together. I can't believe it. Yeah, it worked out. In the end, it worked out. It's all worked out. I love it. I am so excited for our next two guests. Bethany Van Delft is a comedian who hosts the PBS digital series about the science of parenting called Parental Logic. And she also hosts a podcast for kids about news called The Ten News. Don Will is half of the hip hop duo Tanya Morgan. Their latest single is called A Whole Mood from their upcoming album, Don and Vaughn. Don Will, Bethany, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hey. So wait a second. So I know you, obviously, Bethany, I know you from many shows, comedy way back. Don, well, I know you from comedy shows in New York. Yep. Whole smattering of them. But how do you know each other? We did a show. I did a show that he was DJing on. And I was, I was deeply in my anxiety. And so I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think I performed, I'm not sure. And then I went upstairs, everybody went upstairs and had drinks. And while I was gripping my highball glass, um, just trying to get the drink to shoot into my face so I could feel okay, um, there was music on in the background. I believe it was Shaka Khan and it was Papillon. And it that was. just, it calmed my heart. <laughs> it calmed me and it, like Shaka was like, get out of here, anxiety. And I was like, oh, Sean Papillon. And I don't even know if those are the words or not. And then another song came on and another song. It was like the soundtrack of my life. And then I was happy and I was calm. And I looked over at Don Will Spinning. He's looking right at me. And I was like, oh, you saw that, Auntie. <laughs> over in the corner, bouncing, bouncing, singing the wrong French words to Papillon. And you're like, check this out, Auntie. And I was like, okay, I see you. Thank you. Thank you. So the DJ side of that story is that usually when we're DJing, we find a, like we find a person that we that's really vibing out, and we're like, I'm DJing for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, especially if it's just a room full of people casually milling about, and like there's nobody really paying attention. You just find that person 
that's like into it. So I was like, oh, she likes it. So I was playing like that vein of songs, and I say, I say, show some Papillon. I don't know what they're saying, but I say, show some. I don't even know if Papillon. Show some Papillon. I like that. But show some butterfly, man. Show some butterfly. So after the show ended, we all ended up upstairs in the little um, thing indoors, and we were just kind of like hanging out, and. Her question did get kind of like deep. I don't remember what the question was, but the funny thing about me is that I live for the deep. Like I'm the mm-hmm. person that it's like meeting me at a party is kind of weird because I'm like, so what's the most stressful thing about your life right now? Like I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no like, like conversation with me. So it was just kind of like, like, I was like meant I, to be friends. Right? Yeah. We're I was like, I see something in her. I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you. The galaxy is expanding, but no one knows how fast. <laughs> And Bethany, you know, we've we've shared many a stand-up stage, but you also, you host a, a digital series on PBS about the science of parenting, mm-hmm. parental logic. Mm-hmm. I don't do the science part, but yes. Yeah, but you're yeah. there to, you absorb the science part. You've And as, yes. as a parent, is there, help me, is there anything, any? <laughs> <laughs> no, as a parent, there's nothing you can do. Um, it helps to have a pediatrician friend that you can text. Um, just keep it all in one text. Don't okay. use texting right. as punctuation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that helps. You have no no idea how many times I've texted a loke and been like, oh, my God, is this a thing? And then he's chill. He's a guru. He's like, she's going to figure this out. And I'm not going to respond so I don't embarrass her. And then he gives oh. me enough time to figure it out. And then I text him back and go, figured it out. And then he texts <laughs> right away. I knew you would. <laughs> Aww, that's nice at the end. There's no reprimanding. It's just like, no. good for you. I, I, I believe no. in you. It's just that I believe in you. You can do this. Okay. Don, Will, I was just thinking that obviously I haven't seen you on stage for a while, but you have a new album coming out. You've created some content. I do. The album's titled Don and Vaughn, so it's just, it's just, we're the guys behind the the, the rap group named after a fictitious woman. Like, <laughs> it's kind of like letting the facade down a little. Okay. Um, and the first single is called A Whole Mood featuring Jack Davey from J. Davey fame. And yeah, it's just a song talking about discovering what we love and hate about ourselves and deciding, like, you know, everybody's making do and, and, and pushing through. Yes. That's my little campaign slogan. Making do and pushing through. Vote for Tanya Ward. That is so good. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Well, let's play some games. Yes. So here's how this works. You get to work together in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jonathan Colton is going to sing you the clues in the game called Other Aughts. Yes. This is the latest in our award-eligible series of (laughs) (laughs) decade-themed music parodies about history. We, we rewrote popular songs from the 2000s, a.k.a. the aughts, to make them about things from the aughts of other centuries. So the 1900s, the 1800s, going all the way back to year zero. So to earn full credit, just tell me what I'm singing about, or tell me the song that I'm parodying, or the artist who made it famous. And then for extra credit, there's a bonus point. You can guess what century's aughts the thing comes from. Oh, okay, okay. All right, here we go. It's got hammers and strings, Alicia Keys plays it. It's got black and white keys, Billy Joel plays it. It can be grand or upright, Red Charles plays it. Though we couldn't reach the pedals, keyboard cat played it. Meow, 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 I know what it's about. All right. Piano. A piano. That is correct. It is Beyonce put a ring on it. 
there. Yeah, Beyonce single ladies. That's right. Well done. Yeah. For a bonus point, can you tell me when do you think the first piano appeared? Mm. Beethoven was out here playing the piano. So yeah, we know the right? piano yeah. existed. Mm-hmm. In At Beethoven's. least in the 1700s. 1700s. So, I'm, ve- I'm very that, bad right? with years. 1600s. Let's go with 1600s. I feel like they started with harpsichord, and then when people were like, ging, 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 somebody was like, yo, yo, hang on, hang on. How about this? And then it was like, and it was piano. Someone also was like, we need something to fall on cartoon characters. Right. Harpsichords aren't heavy enough. Nobody's going to buy it. You're very close. It actually is the 1700s. Uh, when uh, when pianos first arrived on the scene, uh, but your your description of the history is correct. There were there were uh, other uh, keyboard instruments before the har- harpsichord, the uh, clavichord, all these other things. And the piano, the thing about the piano was that it, you could play loudly or softly on it because it has ah. these hammers. And the way the mechanism works, you can hit it softly or loudly. It's called the, it was called the pianoforte, meaning soft loud. Ah, I like it. I like it. My new name is pianoforte. Yeah, that is a very that's a dope that's a dope rap rap name. Piano it really is. It is. I like it. All right, here's another one. <laughs> Tried to stop the getaway car, but it won't go go go. I should have fled, but my phone is dead. Oh no no no. Electricity. Lack of it is screwing me Without this little power source now My life is gonna blow, blow, blow Okay, it's about a phone charger uh, That's actually a good guess We're actually looking for a battery I'll, get, I'll give it to you Because basically we're on to the power thing But battery is what we're yep. looking for And it is, uh, it is Amy Winehouse That's right, Amy Winehouse Rehab A jam it is absolutely a jam. Uh, for a bonus point, can you tell me in which century's aughts did Alessandro Volta invent the first true battery? Hmm. 1800s? Oh, that's right. Nice. In the aughts of the 1800s, that's right. It was known as the Voltaic Pile, which is another fantastic rap name. The Voltaic, Voltaic Pile. That's the name of the album. That, I feel like. That's a punk band. Yeah, Don't you right. think? Voltaic Maybe hardcore. <laughs> so, Al- Alessandro Volta. So, volts are named after yeah. Volta. That's Amazing. right. That's how you Why do not? that. Got to get. You got to get. You got to get famous first. You got to invent a thing. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait for Ophis. <laughs> what are What are Ophis going to be? Measurements of fatigue. There you go. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing today? I'm all right. I mean, I feel like eleven or eight Ophis. Eleven or eight. I can't even. I can't even say numbers in order. Eleven or eight is excellent. My mouth said that without my permission. That means you are actually at two Ophis. That's right. You're at about two or three. You're Ophis, overestimating your Ophis. All right. Here's another one. I use you when I need to emphasize Titles of books, films, and albums You kinda look like cursive to my eyes Push the font to the right Don't you know that you're slanted? Um, I know it. Let's do it together. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Italics. Italics. 
Italics is correct. That's right. Yes. And the song? Did you recognize the song? I did recognize the song. Did you, Bethany? I sure did. On the count of three, let's do it again. Artist and <laughs> okay, song. Okay, let's do it. One, two, two three. three. Britney Spears. Toxic. Yes. That was good. And for bonus point, can you tell me in what century's aughts were italics first used? I want to go with, I'm going to get specific, late 1700s, early 1800s. Ooh. Very specific, but incorrect. Much, much <laughs> earlier, in fact. Oh. <laughs> I like all the detail, but here's the truth. <laughs> it was in the 1500s, in the aughts of the 1500s. According to Britannica, italics were first invented by a printer in Venice who wanted to emulate the look of informal handwriting. Hmm. Wow. wow. 1500s? Yeah. They were out 1500s. here fonting in 1500s? Out here in these streets, fonting it up. That's crazy. I thought it was. I thought it was just. <laughs> they were like, "It's gonna be called Leany," and Italo was like, "Italo was like, no, it's Italo. I'm I'm Italo. I made it up. This is called italics." <laughs> All right, here's another one. Masses like energies, true brother. They can change into each other. Where the light speed and you'll be finer in this equation from Einsteiner, Steiner, Steiner, Ein, 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 from Albert Einsteiner, Steiner, Steiner, Ein, Ein, Ein. <laughs> um, that's Riri. Yes, Rihanna. It is Riri. That's right. Rihanna. Um, the song. Umbrella. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I was singing about? I want to say energy. <laughs> and it is, actually. It is uh, Einstein's yep. theory. Uh, Einstein's equation. Uh, energy equals E equals. MC squared. MC squared. That's right. The yep. theory, theory of, of special relativity. relativity. And just so you know, if you would have said general relativity, we would have said no. <laughs> oh, I thought Totally you knew different that. theory. Yeah, that's 10 years later. Yeah, that's that's just who your cousins and aunts and uncles are. Like that's <laughs> general relativity. Yeah. If if she's old as a knot and she's known your mother more than thirty years, she is a knot. That's right. True indeed. Yeah, that's the rule. For a bonus point, in what century's aughts did Albert Einstein first publish the theory of special relativity? Nineteen. Nineteen hundreds. That's right. Exact year was nineteen oh five. Just like Oof. yesterday. <laughs> All right. All right, this is the last one. It's me at the zoo. Or Charlie biting someone's finger. Just upload and watch. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you, we all saw. Will it blend? Got Rick rolled. You got a guess? Yes. Go. Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone. Oh, I'm sorry, you first. No, 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 that's good. Kelly, you're right, you Kelly Clarkson, it. since you've been gone. Yeah, because I didn't know the song at all, so thank you. Like, I, I, Teamwork. I could, I, I could hear it, but I couldn't place it. But I think uh -huh. it's about YouTube. It is yes. about YouTube. Yeah, that is correct. When you said Charlie biting the finger, that was when I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you were brought back to that wa that moment of watching that. Yeah, I think about that video at least once a week and laugh. <laughs> For a bonus point, in what century's aughts 
was mm. the first YouTube video me at the zoo uploaded. I feel like it was two thousands. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. yes, yeah. it was yeah. the two thousands. Yes, correct. Well done. I know. Yeah. I it was like for a brief second, you're like, but was it? Oh God, was it nineteen hundreds? <laughs> <laughs> More with Bethany and Don Will after the break, plus from Better Call Saul and The Mandalorian, I'll talk to TV bad guy Giancarlo Esposito. This interview will blow you away. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for Ask Me Another and the following message come from Hotwire, helping savvy travelers find a hotel they love for their budget. So how do they do it? Most hotels don't reach full capacity every day. Hotels could deeply discount unsold rooms to leave less money on the table, but they are reluctant to offer deep discounts because it impacts how travelers view their pricing. So to create a win-win situation for hotels and travelers, Hotwire partners with hotels to reach fuller capacity by negotiating negotiating exclusive discounts that are passed on to travelers. When searching for a place to stay, you choose your room based on location, amenities, and rates, and after you book, the hotel name and address are revealed. By keeping the hotel's name masks, Hotwire lets you explore four-star luxury hotels for less and helps you find upgrades like king-size beds or access to a spa while staying within your budget. When you're ready for your next trip, see what's out there by downloading the Hotwire app. NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We're playing games with comedian Bethany Van Delft and Don Will from the hip-hop duo Tanya Morgan. Are you ready for another one? Yes. I am. All right. So also, when we uh, talked to you before the show, you told us a little bit about what you're interested in. Uh, Don Will, you told us that you're interested in gardening. I am. And uh, Bethany, you told us that you're interested in the culinary arts. Mm -hmm. So we have a great game for you. In your supermarket's produce section, there are a lot of plants that look very different, but are actually the exact same species. Brassica alleracea. In other words, what we're trying to say is that a whole bunch of vegetables are all just secretly broccoli. This is like when I found out cucumbers were fruit. So we have a game for you called Is It Broccoli? And this is how this is going to work. We're going we're gonna to name a piece of produce. All you have to do is tell us if it is a cultivation of Brassica oleracea, i.e. it is broccoli, or if it's actually an entirely different plant species, i.e. it is not broccoli. And listeners, if you have any complaints about this game and the way we're talking about the taxonomy of vegetables, please send any complaints to shortwave at npr.org. Okay. <laughs> Dunwell, this first one is for you. Cauliflower. Is it broccoli? So, um, I want to say yes because it looks so much like broccoli, but I know this is a yes or no thing, but Mm. is that what makes it not broccoli? Is it like the ghost of broccoli? Is it kind of (laughs) like, is it like (laughs) destined to be the ghost of broccoli? Why don't they market that? Ghost of broccoli. Spooky broccoli. I'm spooky. I like we have broccoli, Rob, and spooky broccoli. I'm going to go with spooky broccoli. It is broccoli, in my opinion. I think it's broccoli. It is. Yes, you are right. Absolutely, it is broccoli. 
Do you know what I wish was better? I just made I just made a roasted cauliflower head. You know where you yeah. cook the yeah. whole yeah. I wish it was better because it looks good. And then I ate it and I was like, this is okay, but ultimately it's just cauliflower. It was a little disappointing. Can I give you a tip? Yeah, please. Oil it up good with olive yeah. oil. Salt it more than you think is okay. Uh-huh. And put it <laughs> upside down on a sheet pan at 425 for 20 minutes. Don't touch it. Upside down. Head to, head down yourself. Yes. Because Listen. the little, the little uh, it will caramelize. It'll burn a little bit. It'll caramelize yeah. a little bit. And then it's still not going to be exactly what you want to eat. But it's very, very good. <laughs> it's getting closer. It's very good. <laughs> All right. Okay, Bethany. Yes. Collard greens. Are they broccoli? I think that this is tricky. And I think broccoli does have leaves. Like all mm-hmm. we ever see is the head with the florets, right? But That's there right. are leaves underneath. Yes. What if Good. somebody cut those leaves off and stewed them for a long time? Would they be collard greens? Maybe. So I'll say yes. You are correct. Collards <gasps> and kale, also the same species. All all three, the same species. Okay, you know? I'm done. Goodbye. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> you're doing great. All right. Don Will, asparagus. Is it broccoli? It is not broccoli. <gasps> yes. Good, you good are, response. That's right. Yeah, it's not broccoli. No. All right, Bethany, chives. Are chives broccoli? No, chives are not. They're the onion family, correct? Yeah, you're Ooh, correct. Okay. They're they're in the allium family along with onions, garlic, leek, and scallions. Also daffodils related to those things. Yeah. Oh. But don't eat them because they're poisonous. Ooh. All right, Donwell, Brussels sprouts. Is it broccoli? Yes. No. Yes? Oh. I don't know. I'm so confused. Like, I've, I've broken my brain. I'm going to go final answer, final answer, final answer. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, they are. They are. Brussels sprouts are broccoli. Do you like Brussels sprouts? Do you both like Brussels sprouts or not like them? I like them oiled and salted. Yes. Way <laughs> too much salt. Yes. Yep. And deep fried. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh yeah. Those so are good. good. All right, Bethany, this is the last question in this game. Kohlrabi. Which is German for cabbage turnip. I don't know if you. I. I, I don't. I could not picture I, one in my mind. I call Robbie all the time, but he oh, don't ever. He all don't right. ever call me back. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Sorry. Nice. Um, nice. I think that it is. It is. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. All cabbages, in fact, belong well to the brassica family. I did not know that, but it makes yes, sense. It didn't. So I'd just like to point out in that game, every single question was answered perfectly. I just wanted to point that out. Well Nerd done. Nerd alert! Woo! You both did great again. Thank you so much. Bethany Van Delft is a comedian, and she hosts a PBS digital series about the science of parenting called Parental Logic. She also hosts a news podcast for kids called The 10 News. Don Will is half of the hip-hop duo Tanya Morgan, and their latest single is called A Whole Mood from their upcoming album, Don and Vaughn. Don Will, Bethany, thank you so much. Yay, thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. so much fun. Had a great time. (laughs) It's time to welcome our special guest. He plays drug king Gus Fring in Breaking Bad and its prequel, Better Call Saul. And he currently stars in a ton of other shows, including Amazon's The Boys and Disney Plus's Star Wars show, 
the Mandalorian. Giancarlo Esposito, welcome to Ask Me Another. Pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to be with you and all of your fans on Ask Me Another. <laughs> yes. Uh, Giancarlo, I understand that you are zooming in from New Mexico, a somewhere in New Mexico, because you are on you're on set. You're on location. I'm on location on Better Call Saul, the final sixth and fantastic season that we're shooting. Yes. Uh, and how is it in New Mexico? You know, it's a, a beautiful day. We've had a couple of very beautiful days. This is a very monsoon kind of type of year. Okay. Uh, season. Uh, it's coming a little early, so we get some some rain yeah. dropping down from the mountains, but it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Is that affecting shooting, or are you all inside anyways? You know, by August, uh, at uh. three in the afternoon, it pours rain no matter where you are in Albuquerque. <laughs> right. And it does it for about an hour and goes away. So it hasn't affected us yet, but it will. We're ready for it. So, you know, before we have uh, a celebrity on our show, we try to do some research as to, you know, what they are into outside of, obviously, the their career. And am I right in saying, you get to tell me if this is correct, we read on um, tvguide.com that you you play the saxophone. Is that correct? I'm a student of the saxophone. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. You know, I can probably play a few bars of Summertime, maybe get through the whole piece. Uh, a tune that my mother sang years ago when she was an up-and-coming artist and singer. Uh, so I do love musical instruments. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the saxophone is one of my favorites. I haven't mastered it, sadly, but I do love to play. How long have you been playing? I've been playing around with it for about 10 years. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. And are you learning learning to improvise and, and uh, solo over chords and that sort of thing? Well, so I started improvising on the jazz piano years ago. It's a music that I love because it held a lot of self-expression that wasn't defined by, you know, a title mm -hmm. like bebop or, or um, classical music or a certain cool jazz. It was really coming from someone's um, improvisational skill but soul, more of a soulful expression to me. Yeah, and so you've got you've got the jazz in your head. You just need to get it under your fingers for the saxophone, right? That's that's the challenge, right? That's correct. It's you know matching the fingers and the breath, and so I do right. some yoga, which helps to understand the breath. And I, mm. I'm always curious about a cat, uh, Rasan Roland Kirk who could play two saxophones at a time. And I can't even play one. So, <laughs> And then am I also right in saying that you uh, make your own hats? Well, I have a hand in designing some of the hats yeah. that I wear. I have oh. a long history of um, love for, for hats and love for hat makers because I just feel like it's a skill that's been lost. I actually, I worked for a Milner right out uh, after college. I got a job at a hat store and she was also a Milner. And uh, her theory was, hey, everyone has a head. You can sell hats <laughs> too. Everyone, everyone does have a head. So, yeah. And she was very into uh, just reshaping hats. She would take people's, like, you know, any kind of felt hat people had. And they said, it doesn't fit right. And she would go through a whole process of reshaping it for them. Well, it's, it's, um, it's something you start to to have knowledge about if you have interest, like anything else. In yeah. Life. And yeah. I have interest in so many things. But then when I first learned that I wasn't um, a round oval, but uh, I was a long oval, it changed <laughs> yes. the game. Changed everything. Now, I should have known, looking at my profile, I got a football head. <laughs> you know, that's... Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, obviously, we just mentioned that you are working on the sixth and final season of Better Call Saul. And just to give context, this show is a prequel to Breaking Bad. You play Gus Fring on both the shows, and Gus is a drug kingpin who owns and operates a chain of very respectable fried chicken restaurants, but that you were reluctant to bring Gus back for Better Call Saul. Why was that? I was resistant to Breaking Bad because I, 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 I looked at, I read a story about these two young Utah boys who were, you know, peddling religion and went down and turned out and were, got turned out and then were peddling meth. And I went, oh man, do I want to be within this story that tells it as it is truthfully, but do I want to be the guy who's producing the product that's corrupting people. And so I knew way back 10 years ago with Breaking Bad that that I had to be aware and responsible for that if I took that part. I said, I'm, I don't want to do anything. I, I don't want to be the stereotypical dude who's the bad guy selling the drugs. I want to be a guy who has other deeper reasons for pursuing the road that he's pursuing. So then coming back to Saul, it was like, oh, shoot, I did that. Like, what else is there to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You had closure with it to a certain extent. I, to part of me, like part of me still wanted to explore the world of Gus. There was six, six years or so earlier than Breaking right. Bad. And I thought the opportunity to make bookends intrigued me. Yeah. In television. Right, right. Yeah. And you play another bad guy on the Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, Moff Gideon. He's chasing baby Yoda, a.k.a. the child or Grogu. And so, but of course, you know, as someone who's watched it, I'm aware that that is a puppet (laughs) that you are playing against. Uh, I I have to say it's hard to keep that awareness once you meet Grogu. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking at, at, you know, something that looks so very real uh, and it's looking at you, begging you to love it <laughs> and pay attention to it. It's as simple as that. And how do you do that? And once someone starts to manipulate the baby, it becomes even more adorable. Yeah. So we had that initial meeting and shook its little hand and petted its little furry big ears and, <laughs> and, and realized that you have to honor this. This is the goal, the child. So even Moff Gideon mm. has to come to it with reverence. So, and, you know, I was thinking, so that is, uh, as you describe that, I am also just thinking of a parallel that one of your first roles in your 20s was on, uh, was on Sesame Street. You were, were part of four episodes of Sesame Street in the early 80s, and you played Big Bird's camp counselor, Mickey. I sure did. I love my time on Sesame Street. Yeah. I I love education. I love learning. And so I knew Sesame Street was going to be a gig that was going to be very special. So we love Sesame Street here, too. Uh, And so we have a game for you uh, about, about Sesame Street. Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, We know that a lot of famous people like yourself have appeared on the show. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to play you an audio clip of a famous person on Sesame Street, and you just have to tell us who you're hearing. Here we go. So this person has been on Sesame Street many, many times to promote healthy eating. What are you doing here on Sesame Street? I'm about to have this nice, healthy breakfast. Hmm. Breakfast, you say? Yeah, breakfast, you know, the very first meal of the day. 
<gasps> Michelle Obama. Yes, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah, love it. Only only Grover could start a conversation with uh, Michelle Obama and say, "What are you doing here?" Like only <laughs> what, <yeah. laughs> there, there's certain things it. that yeah. Muppets can do that obviously people cannot. <laughs> All right, in in this clip, Snuffleupagus is starring in a movie called The Summer of Snuffy, directed by somebody that you have worked with. Please act sad. You're killing me. Okay, I'll pretend. (laughs) You're killing me. Spike Lee. Can we do this? Yes, we can. You know, oh my goodness. I, I Now I've got to call him. I didn't know he even did that. You surprised me. I love it. Uh, and he sounds intense. I mean, it's... He really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so before he voiced Darth Vader and Mufasa, uh, this guy was the very first guest ever to appear on Sesame Street. A, B, C, D, come on, E, <laughs> James Earl Jones. Yes. Talk about yeah, someone's I, voice that you could uh, listen I know, to. Oh, no. how do you ever? Jeez. You know, so I, I, it's it's you can listen to forever. I know he's read the Bible and everything else, and he's just uh, one of my heroes and champions. Wow. All right, this musician entertained Oscar the Grouch with the song "Nasty Dan." Now Nasty Dan was a nasty man the whole day long. Good for Johnny him. Cash. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Man in Black. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was from uh, from the 1970s. That was from Cash's 1975 uh, children's album that he made, actually. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a Johnny I Cash didn't, I didn't know he had a kid's did. album. I got to check it out. All right, and this is the final one. This musician performed a cover of Ernie's Ode to His Favorite Bath Toy. Mama Doctor, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Mama Doctor, I'm awfully fond of you. I can see his face, and I can't come up with his name. What if I oh, said... Oh, wait. I'm on a clue. Okay, what would if what if I said Tutti Fruity? Yeah, that's the dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yeah, you're not helping me here. All right. What if uh, I say Lou Richard? Yes, yeah, exactly. Lou Richard. Yes, you got it. It was I, in there. I, so I'm seeing his body. Yeah, you know that's and I kept and the hair and so I was trying to go like oh you know, okay because he was so long and his body kind of curled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You got me being silly now. <laughs> Uh, you did it. You got them all correct. You know your you know your Sesame Street superstars, which of course you are one of them. So <laughs> thank you, thank you so very much. Giancarlo Esposito currently stars in the Disney Plus Star Wars series The Mandalorian. Season two is available now. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's our show. Ask me another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolt a Cannon. Our games were written by our staff, along with Emily Winter and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Nancy Seichow, James Barber, and Ramel Wood, with Gianna Cappadona and our intern, Zach St. Clair. Our senior producer is Travis Larchuk. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. And our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harip Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. 
It's the end of the podcast, but you know, Ask Me Another never sleeps. Follow us at NPR Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And why not give us a review on Apple Podcasts? It helps other people find the show. Thanks. Next time on Ask Me Another, from Orange is the New Black and HBO's in treatment, Uzo Aduba returns to play a game against Jonathan Colton. Plus, writers and comedians Quinta Brunson and Taylor Guerin compete in a game about TikTok. Yes, TikTok. We know about Gen Z stuff. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions. <laughs>